Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2X Podcast listeners, Bill Kasky here. I'm going to talk today a little bit about a conversation, a coaching conversation that I had with a client here in the last few days. It's a lady who's uh, young slash middle age who is really good at what she does. She's in, the, in a B2B sales role. And uh, I, I wouldn't say she's an executive with a company, but she's pretty high up just because of her sales results. I've been working with her now for a couple of years. And she called me and wanted to schedule a coaching session, which we do for almost all of our clients. If they want to meet on a 30-minute basis once a month, we can talk about whatever's on their mind in addition to the group work that we do. And what happens so often when we schedule these calls is that the person who schedules the call has kind of a general sense of what they want help with. They have a an issue or a customer or a prospect or something in their own life that they want to talk about. And what I almost always find is that there's also a deeper level. There's the deeper level need or there's something happening in their mind or in their heart that is causing this and they can't identify it. So the role of a coach, uh, and it's my role and the role of a lot of good coaches, is to really get to the bottom of what's the real issue here. And if you have a coach, your coach should always be asking you when you bring him or her an issue, what's really happening here? Because if you don't identify what's really happening, then you will create solutions that don't fix the problem, don't even come close to fixing the problem. And so when she called me, we, we, she, she gave me this uh, kind of the presenting problem, which, of course, was not the real problem and psychologists always learn that in psych psych training 101 school the first day the problem the patient brings to you is never the real problem you've heard me say that before maybe or other people her issue was three things number one was motivation number two was energy and number three was time and when i when i categorize and bucket these things she was feeling she had a really good year in 2018 and she was destined and kind of uh on a path to have a great year in 2019, but she wasn't feeling it. She was, she was kind of demotivated and she felt like, you know, they just came off a really good year and made a lot of money and, and, you know, crushed it. And I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling that I want to go back and go at it again. Now she wasn't in a, in a depressed state, but she just had that feeling. She goes, you know, I'm, I'm doing the work, but I want to feel it. I want to feel it again. Number two was energy. She felt like, and, and maybe they were part of the same coin, but she said, you know, I don't feel like I have the energy at the end of the day. And then the third thing was time. She uh, relayed to me that she was ending up doing a lot of uh, a low dollar per hour activities because she didn't have anybody on her team to take those over. And so she was not only doing the big deals and, and going and calling on these clients and prospects and developing those relationships and, and closing and selling, but she was also then having to do a lot of the paperwork and the account management and client success and all that. And it just, A, she didn't enjoy doing it. And B, it wasn't good for her because it zapped her energy, which gets kind of back to how all these things are related. So we went back to motive and I said, okay, well, well why are you in this business? What, what, what is this business about for you? 
I know you've been in it for a few years. I think it'd been three or four years, but what do you, have you fallen in love with the business or have you fallen out of love with the business? And I find this a lot for entrepreneurs and people who kind of devote their whole lives to their business and sales professionals too, who are intense and obsessed. Sometimes you can, you can gradually fall out of love in the, with the business and not even know it. And I, and she responded and said, well, you know, I, 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 when I first got in it, I loved, I loved the finding and solving of problems. Uh, I love to be able to take in new ideas to people and have them, you know, conclude that they could really make huge progress with my firm and with my solution. And I said, okay, do you, how much of your time do you spend doing that now? She said, well, not much. I spend about 30% of my time in that role with people. And I said, okay, the 70% of the time you spend out of that zone, are, are those activities giving you energy? And she said, absolutely not. So now we're starting to define the real issue because if I would have just said, hey, just you know, buck up, man, make more calls, you'll be fine, work out a little bit more, eat a little bit better, prioritize your list a little bit better, see you later, man, that wouldn't have helped her. So once we honed in on the fact that she was spending a bigger part of her day doing things that she didn't enjoy and that, that she was not motivated by, that started to awaken her a little bit to say, okay, I need to, I can't not do those things. Those things have to get done by somebody, but do they have to be me? And so that brought us to number two was the energy portion. So we talked about motive. We, we, we talk about energy now. And that energy is that, A, you have to find something that energizes you. Because if you're spending 70% of your time doing things that are not motivating, they're de- definitely not energizing. They're probably zapping your energy so that when you do go to your 30% that you're good at, you don't have as much of that energy. So you have to find ways to reduce the amount of time you spend in things you don't enjoy doing and don't give you energy, and then find ways to improve and, and expand those areas that do. I mean, this is, not, this is not rocket science, the solution. What is rocket science maybe is the uncovering of what the real issue is, because it's, it's too easy to jump to, well, make your task list a little bit longer today. Well, that's not gonna, going to do anything for her. So she had to pay more attention. And I, and I find that as a coach, sometimes it's just we need to pay attention to things. It's not that we need to go out and create a 37-page plan for how to bring more energy in my life or how to be re-motivated and reignited by the, by the business again. Sometimes you have to pay attention to it. We don't pay attention. We're not very present. We're not very aware sometimes. We just go about our business and we go about our life. And before you know it, we wake up and we're 50 years old and we're not really in love with the business we're in anymore. And that's a shame because at 50, then it becomes hard to reignite. So I would prefer that if you're in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, you continually pay attention to what do I love about this business? You hear this all the time, don't you? And in, in the entrepreneurs, 
where they start a business because they loved the work. They loved to bake or they loved to train or they loved to speak or they loved to whatever, loved to do accounting. And then they hire more and more people because the business grows. And then you know what? They're not doing any accounting anymore. They're managing problems and people and where, where's our next office going to be? And, and all that can be exciting, but it's not the reason they got in the business in the first place. Usually, usually, not all, not all, but usually. So I think that happens to us over time as we, as we grow and we get a little more successful, it get it pulls us away from what really what would got us in here in the first place. And so I'm not suggesting you go back and make cold calls on people like you did in the first week that you were there. But there are things that drew you to the business that you really enjoy doing. Get back to those things. Get back. Even if you don't get back to them face to face with clients, maybe you write about them. Maybe you create podcast about them or create a podcast about it. Maybe you, maybe you produce something that keeps you in touch with that. It's not always just go out and sell uh, if you're an entrepreneur, and I know I, I don't speak to tons of entrepreneurs on this podcast. This is more of a sales, but same thing could apply to you, too. And, and the third thing was time. I, I've given this time model before, which is the money value of time. And the money value of time is you have certain hours uh, of your week, you know, say 40, 50, and some of those hours are going to be spent in high, ten, uh, high pay activities and some in low. And you have to decide which are which. And it doesn't mean that you take all your low-pay activities and, and delegate them. That's not what this means. But there are some things that cr- cross the threshold where you have to do them. I was talking to a, one of my clients the other day, a different client, and he was, we were going through the same kind of exercise with his business. And, and he's a high, very high performer on a, on a world stage. And uh, he had to do some things for one of his large clients in, in Germany. And he said, I, I don't really enjoy doing those things. I said, yeah, but nobody else could do those things. And he says, I know. So sometimes you just can't delegate. You can't delegate. And there's that, there's that line. If you look at your, if you draw on the vertical axis time, and it's very top, it's high pay. The very bottom is low pay. There is a threshold somewhere in the middle or somewhere on that line that intersects that line. There are things that you just have to do. They're above the line. They're high pay. You know, he can't take his top client who's doing something overseas and delegate that to a $10 an hour VA. He just can't do that. What he can delegate to the $10 or $15, $30 an hour VA is scheduling, is coordination of events, it's uh, managing his inbox. It's those kinds of things. And so you've got to look at your time and say, what is my time worth? And when I drop below, when I'm doing things that are low pay time, can I delegate that? Can I outsource it? You know, there's virtual assistants that will work for, you know, 20, 25, $30 an hour, two hours a week, three hours a week. You don't need to hire a 40 hour a week person. But if you're, if you're in sales today and you're earning, let's just say, I'm just going to pick $100,000 a year, then your time is worth a significant amount. Some of those hours that you work are worth more than other of those hours that you work. So could you afford a couple hundred dollars a month uh, of a VA to help you coordinate those things that are not high pay time for you? Because it, you would be, it's easy for you to say, and I've said it before, so I, I'm right there with you. Well, you know, I can't afford to do that. 
I can't afford it. I mean, I'll just, I'll just buck it up and I'll do it all. I'll do the $10 an hour work and I'll do the $1,000 an hour work. Yeah, you will for a while and then you won't. And then your $1,000 an hour work won't be as good as it once was because you'll lose energy and you won't even see it happening. It'll just occur one day and it'll occur to you and you'll start losing clients or losing opportunities that you used to get. And believe me, I have been there. And it ain't pleasant, but it's a fact. So you can either decide that you're going to do it all and risk the back end of you being, uh, your results not being where they could be, or you will buck it up, suck it up, and say, you know what, I'm going to spend a couple hundred bucks a month and I'm going to hire somebody to do this work. And then watch. Do that. Do it for a month. (laughs) Do it for uh, three months. And see what happens to your income. See what happens to your productivity. I'll bet you'll be shocked at it. So those are three things. The motive, the energy that comes from that, and then the time. And I think if you look at those three things, and I, I, I want to do more of this on the 2X podcast, is take actual live examples of people who bring me issues and walk through how I, how I coach them a little bit. And again, I, don't, I never pretend to have all the answers Hopefully what I have are the right questions to ask people so that we can get to the real issue. And that's what you should be thinking about, too. If you lead people who aren't performing, you've got to get to the real issue. Telling them to perform more is not the answer. Tell them to make more calls is never the answer. It's never the answer. There's always something else that's stopping them, and that's your role is to find out what that is. Hope you enjoyed this. I will see you next time. By the way, you can go to BillCaskey.com, download all sorts of freebies there that I've created for you, and I've got some more coming in the first quarter of this year too. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at Bill at BillCaskey.com or follow him on Twitter at BillCaskey.com.